Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal Editor podcast. Uh, it is Sunday. We have just drawn to Fulham and I think before we get into anything, I should say that all the conversation we're going to be having today uh, is actually a couple of hours before, or actually is one hour 20 before the announcement of the Super League, the European Super League. So I just want to say that anything we're going to be saying today is, is um, we haven't learned about it. We don't know what the announcement is yet. I think as a general point of view, we should say that I'm completely against anything that that ends up happening because of the Europa, the you know, European Super League. But really, um, today's podcast is going to be about the sort of recent performances and sort of the more more like sort of relevant uh, current um, situation that that is at Arsenal, given the sort of recent uh, highs of getting into the semi-finals, but also the recent lows of having to scrap out a. Uh, uh, a last-second draw against the uh, against a relegation battled Fulham, um, but fortunately, I'm actually joined here today. Um, well, I'll let him introduce himself. So, yeah, welcome aboard. How how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank good. you. We've got the Arsenal yeah. uh, Therapy Podcast. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes, and then we do. Um... Basically, my co-host has a YouTube channel. He's, he's, his name on YouTube is Ghana Since 96. And you can obviously find that channel. He does all different Arsenal content. And then when we record the podcast, he goes live to record the podcast. And then he condenses it down into an episode and puts it on various platforms. So it's something that I started a few months ago. I originally intended to go on there as a guest, just like I am now with, with you. Mm. And uh, after that, he asked me if I wanted to be a co-host, which I accepted because, you know, when you get that, when you get that sort of chance, it's not something you turn down, especially when you're talking about Arsenal. So it's exciting. Agree. James, it's good to have you on, mate. And are you, uh, are you, are you a positive Arsenal fan? Are you tend, do you tend to be? Yeah, I am a positive Arsenal fan. I don't really agree with it, like managers in or out. Um, you know, I, I'm not part of any... Well, I'm very much Arteta in. I'll get that out there now. I'm very much mm. like in in that in that camp. But I'm not I'm not one to bash players or you know criticize heavily criticize. I do criticize some sometimes when it when it when it is you know when when things are going really really bad. But I'm not one to just you know criticize players after every game and go. I'm just you know what will be will be at the end of the day. But hopefully, yeah, yeah. I agree, so, and it, it's it's good. I mean, the it, it, thing is, because it's very easy to be hot-headed as a as a as a fan, but I think you have to take in sort of the bigger picture. And even at the back end of today, where you've had to sort of struggle out a draw against and Fulham, which I'm sure we'll get into, then you know it's yeah. it's it's good to have some positivity. So um, yeah, yeah. So we'll let let's get into it. Um, yep. We've we've so thanks again, guys, and you've all sort of sent in some. Uh, we've sent a post out today to get some three-word summaries of the game. Um, so we'll read out a couple of hours, some some of the best, and um, I think those are generally generally a pretty heavy consensus towards the uh, VAR, um, which obviously went against yep. us today, which is really annoying. So there's a lot of that. Again. So yeah, again, <laughs> classic. Um, so Fahmi uh, Gunas um, says the game is rigged. Got to agree, mate. Got to agree. Um, yeah. Do you have any, James? Um, 
I <laughs> one from Nathan one eight one. El Nenny is dog lover. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know um in in what context that is, but I just thought that was a funny uh funny comment. Um again mm. a lot of a lot about VAR, which is to be expected because we don't seem to have the rubber of the green when it comes to VAR. But yeah. um uh, let me see if I can yeah. find some other well, ones. I've, I've got a couple more. I mean, Jerry Taylor, 919, said that was peak. John P. Frank said that was not clinical enough. And there was actually a guy called Foo underscore Kin underscore no one. Foo Kin <laughs> no one, which uh, I've, I've got what time for. Well, I've got time for that. He says, uh, join Super League. That's how bad it was. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get into that right now. But uh, Rick1311 says Sunday League mentality. I think IGMAB with all underscores underneath each one of those letters says Jacqueline Hyde. I think that summarises our season yeah, pretty agree. well, to be fair. Um, any more? Any more that you want to sort of bring um, up? This one from Spira, I think that's how you say his name. Arsenal Football Club. That's all he's put, is Arsenal Football Club. So that's, that's quite th- funny. There's a lot of um, ones that sort of go into uh, things that are more than three words, to be honest. So, I, I, you yeah. know, it goes against the grain. I don't really want to sort of bring those up. But yeah. Um, all righty. Well, that's that summarizes pretty much how we feel. It was a bit of a dismal day. Feel attended seemed to go against us. And I'm sure we'll get into the individual parts of, of how that happened. Um, but mm-hmm. how do you feel about, about that game? Very underwhelming. I, I thought we started the game pretty, pretty well. I, I thought we, I wrote some notes down, uh, obviously for my own podcast as well. Um, mm. But I thought we, 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 you know, we started really, really well. I was actually late to the game. I, I was out doing something uh, out and about and I had the game on my phone and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Good first 15 minutes with passing. You know, I like to use this word progressive uh, we were being very progressive in the way we were we were playing. I know that Martinelli had that chance, like, like I think it was 90 seconds into the game, where he um, could have scored. And then, yeah, I think we were on top of Fulham. We also obviously had that disallowed goal, which we'll probably get into. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I thought we started very, very brightly, but we we weren't able to, you know, kind of stamp our authority on 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 the game, which has been the story of our season. We've had so many chances to do that and we just haven't and you know mm. it is what it is at the end of the day isn't it yeah it's a tough one I mean you know I I was pretty confident moving in and I, I was the same as you I, I wasn't quite sure um I, so I wasn't there for the first 10 minutes myself as well I was racing <laughs> back and I got stuck on a train and all sorts and um <laughs> but I was so I could only follow it on Twitter for the first 10 minutes I obviously yeah. ended up catching up on it because I just wanted to see what the fuss was about and Martinelli missing the chance and it seemed like Martinelli sort of getting into this habit of getting into unbelievably impossible positions from <laughs> in, from nowhere and then yeah. just not quite having the finishing touch. As a 19-year-old, that really excites me because ultimately the finishing is going to come. But it seemed yeah. like we were on top, right? It was happening yeah. and, you know, we were there. There was a lot of energy. And when I saw, I think if we go back, I guess, to the team sheet, the what excites me is having Lacazette up top or having three fast, creative midfielders just behind that, that are all willing to get back in, sorry, that run in behind Lacazette to sort mm. of help ex- exaggerate his qualities, which is coming in deep and things like that. I mean, you have someone like, let's say, a Willian or someone maybe a bit more immobile that just behind him, it 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 sort of it makes you think that, you know, maybe his qualities aren't exaggerated as much as they could be and he ends up looking worse than he actually is. But we had the right players there. But I think what I was worried about in the team sheet is the El Neni Sapaios combination. Yeah. 
And I don't know if you had any thoughts about how we lined up with that, but that, that worried me. And it ended up being sort of correct because El Neni's passing is just so slow. I think the good, the good thing El Neni has been good for these last couple of months is just shooting and just scoring like loads of blinders in the Europa League. And that's, you know, mm. the extent of his, of his you know. Uh, but with, with the lineup, the first thing that actually popped out to me was uh, the fact that Ryan was getting a start. I thought that was very, very... Um, well, I thought it was very, very good. I, I enjoyed watching Ryan in training. Obviously, Arteta said he trained like a beast, so he mm-hmm. probably deserved to be there. Um, but yeah, I didn't expect uh, Leno to be quote unquote dropped from the game because he normally plays in the Europa League as well as the he normally plays in the Premier League, sorry, as well as the Europa League every single mm-hmm. week. Um, but yeah, it was good to see that. Uh, uh, as for the Sabios and El Neni, yeah. Mm, <laughs> not 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 the best not the best it's not well um, beating is it no 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 not when you not when you've just had Partey and Jack uh, you know you have Partey and you have all these other players that could could go there and um but this is a, this is the thing uh, people think that the, the the Premier League is done now and we can't get anything from it uh, then Arteta's probably thinking maybe I can tweak a little maybe I can tweak a little uh little something here little something there and maybe find my lineup for possibly next season. Mm. But, you know, you still have to take the Premier League seriously as it is the main league you're competing in, no matter what competition you're still in. And we've seen the likes of Manchester City yesterday making changes and they got beaten. And we did the same today and we got beaten. Uh, we got we got a point in, in the end, but um, mm. still not enough. But, you know. Yeah, I, I, I find it a really hard one, you know. I mean, firstly, with the Ryan thing and, and Leno, I, I've been calling for Leno to be, and I don't want to say drop because I really don't think that's the case. I, I, I think the world of Leno, I think he's a great goalkeeper, yeah. but you could tell there was mental sort of uh, tiredness there. And he had been, again, not underperforming, but kind of like he'd just been slightly off what we know he can perform. Uh, perform with and I think mm. he hasn't necessarily made any bad mistakes but equally he just is maybe even slightly less sharp than we know he can be and I, I think there's mental fatigue there that has to be taken into account and I think letting him have a game or even two just off and let Ryan perform because I really like Ryan yeah. is no problem and just let him refresh and just let him get back in the team so I thought that and he ended up getting a, a pre-assist for the for the goal which I'm sure we'll get to in <laughs> that's a bit crazy. That's crazy. I know that was great um, but we've seen it and I know that the Twitter brigade um, will all be saying Arteta this, we've drawn to Fulham, we've done this, but like, mm-hmm. I kind of don't really know what more you can do as a manager. And you have to rotate. You played three days before off the back of a quarter final European competition, whatever you think about Slavia Prague, right? And you've come into this game and it's towards the bottom of the league. You've got to rotate. And he did it to an extent. He kept, he kept the energy up with, Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, but also keeping mm. Xhaka at left-back, which was being very consistent, but actually rotating the rest. We've got Gabriel in, Bellerin at the right. And you're thinking, do you know what? He's actually freshened up this team. And I thought he did pretty much everything he could right. However, yeah. and, and maybe resting party was a bit of an issue, but coming at the end of the game, and he's actually, he's got the team to what was now just under 2xG, you know, expected goals just mm. under two for the game. And he shut out the opposition, who were 0.1 XG throughout the whole game. Their only shot on target was, was the penalty. Yeah. What more can you do as a manager to get your team to the point where they have two disallowed goals, hit the post twice? They have, like, mm. he's done as much as he can. And I just think, and I know that this plays into 
the kind of rhetoric for the rest of the season where we've been inconsistent. But I do feel that this was one of those games where we we it just wasn't going to go in. It just yeah. like we finally got it in, but I just like no matter how, how long we would have played, we would have been drawing against this team. It was just we just needed this game out of the way. It had, yeah. like you say, it happened to City, not only against Leeds but actually against Chelsea yesterday, where they you know played well as well and. We were battering their goal. I just, we just weren't going to score yep. until we did, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, what, what else can Arteta do? I see all these. I see all these people on Twitter go, "Oh, well, he could have done this. He could have done." Well, at the end of the day, you're you're not on. Well, you're. We aren't. We we aren't managers of the football club. The the person that the 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 club has has chosen to be our manager is Mikel Arteta, and he can only. Uh, he can pick the team that he wants to, and I think uh, he he obviously did that today. And yeah. I don't think he could he couldn't do anything more. We were so unlucky to disallow goals. It's not like he he went uh, before the game and gone, oh, we're going to get two disallowed goals today. Um, you know, I've made that happen. You know, it's mm. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I do I do feel for Mikel Arteta in, in that in that sense um, because you know there's not more a manager can do in any team. Not just Arsenal in any team when you when you have that much luck go against you, like we did today. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that it it was, and I want to use the word carefully. It, it was luck, and and actually, yeah. let, let, well, let's go into the goals. I mean, you know, I think that's a really good way to start. I mean, or, or the yeah. disallowed goals, I should say. <laughs> you know, so let's if we start with the bias one. So mm. the ball gets played in, and it comes off Lacazette's head. Saka's mm. toenail. Like millimeter of his toenail is offside, and what I think is important to say, and this is in the build-up way, passes out wide. Great ball by Emil Smith Rowe. Great, Great finish ball. by Ceballos. To be fair to him, but uh, and I know Arsenal fans won't like this, but the there's a few issues with VAR, right? And I don't think we should have VAR in. However, yeah. one of the things with the offside rule is that it's quite to an extent black and white. We know when it is off and when it is on. And there is an exact science to, again, to an extent about it. And with this goal is that on the frame they used, annoyingly, and I don't like this because I think there should be discrepancy in the technology we use for reasons I'll go into in a moment. Yeah. Saka was offside. His toe, whether you like it or not, no matter how fractional it was, Saka's toe was offside. And it's annoying. It's very, and the reason why it's annoying is because the frames aren't quick enough to keep up with how the ball is moved. So when that freeze frame was used, the ball was on yeah. Lacazette's head and his toe was just offside. However, in the next frame, the ball had gone and he was onside. And I know obviously that isn't what the offside rule is, but there's a frame in between that that we can't keep up with is that when the ball, even though the ball is still on Lacazette's head, we yeah. don't know whether or not his toe has come onside during that time. And also by the time it's touched his head, yes, Lacazette's on offside mm. but by the time it's come off or is on the way of leaving you know however you want to call it yeah. do you know what i mean it, yeah. his toe might have come aside because the, the the difference of being onside and offside is that marginal that's the frustrating mm. thing but i do think annoyingly and i hate how tightly these decisions get um you know magnified but they they, they i i hate to say it but he he just was offside. Yeah, yeah. I would say the same thing. I said, I said to my, I said to my, I said, you know, there's no, there's no point. I know, I know we like to, you know, we like to magnify, oh, it's only a toenail. But, you know, 
at the end of the day, it was offside. Mm. You know, it was offside. There's nothing you can do about it. VAR was brought in, whether you like VAR or not, it was brought in to to correct these kind of decisions. And um, at the end of the day, it was offside. Uh, you can't you can't say anything. You can't go, like, oh, well, because it's VAR, we're going to rule it off. It was offside, so mm. you can't you can't um, say anything other than that. I like the word the uh, phrase you use, black and white. It is very black and white in what the rules mm. are, and uh, I agree with you in that, on that on that in that sense. I think the I, annoying. I, look, I hate VAR. I'm going to get rid of it. You know that yeah. sort of stuff, and I, I, I get that, and I get the annoyances with it, and I do feel aggrieved because what ended up being um, two disallowed goals and a, a goal against us. Yeah. Uh, ended up being probably about three millimeters within all of it, and that's annoying, and I hate it. But these are the sort of margins that we play with in our game, and um, I, I just think that that yeah, in this instance, it it, it kind of was offside. But it, what annoys me is uh, sorry, and what is good about it, I guess, is that this is consistent across the league, and people do get annoyed at this because it you kind of feel like it shouldn't be, but you do yeah. look at it, and how minute it is is frustrating. What's worse is when it's an armpit. When it's a toe, you're like, okay, that's really, really upsetting. But if it's somebody's like end of a sleeve, they ended up changing the rule to the bottom yeah. of the sleeve, and yeah. then that is the worst. That's about as bad as it gets. But I think it's only because there were so many VR, VAR decisions, including the penalty, which we'll get into in a moment, and including the offside that led to that penalty, or that was actually onside, obviously. Um, mm. It's the fact that there was it was so close within it that these games rest on fine margins. Yeah, they do. And they never used to be like that. They never used to rest on fine margins like a toenail or, a, you know, uh, Alan Smith joked that he should have he should have grown lo- uh, long nails. Um, <laughs> that was that. That's you know, but it's it's now getting to the point where where they are using those fine margins and they are getting. I, I hate when they you know when they when they say oh it's time to get the lines out and they get all the like little lines yeah. and then measure it and but you know. It is offside. It is, as you said again, black and white, and they you, there's nothing you can really do because the rules are the rules at the moment. Mm. Uh, whether 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 they get changed in the future or not is is it remains to be seen. But for right now, we have to deal with that, and we have to move forward to the detriment of Arsenal Football Club and whether yeah. whether decisions go against us or for us, we have to you know just put up with it for the time being, and hopefully things change about it. Whether we scrap VAR or we change the rules or you know however we decide to go about it. Hmm. And it does it, you know. And again, I'm not supporting VAR here, VAR here because I, that, yeah. that decision really annoyed me. And um, but it does feel like it's ruining the celebration of goals. Yes. You know, like every single everything that happens now, it's like okay, well, maybe that is offside. I mean, you hold yourself <laughs> back, and that yeah. that moment of elation is just robbed because yeah. no matter how big a goal it is or how obvious it is, it's a goal. You still got to wait because you don't know. Maybe yeah. somebody's accidentally, you know, like we saw Son and I think it was Scott McTominay last week when he accidentally like put his the, he, fraction of his skin from his fingernail or like, whatever it is from his face, yeah. you know, yeah. ended up not being a goal. And it's like, no matter how small it is, you might actually end up not, I don't know, celebrating the right goal yeah. or whatever it may be. I mean, I did it today. I was like, when we when we um, uh, scored, when Sabayo scored, I was like, stop, because you never know, you never know. Mm. And it's like, you just re- I remember before VAR came in, I was like, I used to ce- celebrate goals like, you know, like it was nobody's business. But now I'm, I'm just mm. sat. I'm just like, you know what, James, you need to you need to calm down here because you know what might, mm. you know what might happen. 
and you know what being not only VAR but being an Arsenal fan and VAR is like um, yeah. so you know I'm just like I have to calm down I have to you know wait until the decision comes around and then maybe celebrate if it's uh, depending on how the decision decision is but I agree mm. it has taken out the you know the the elation and the the excitement out of out of celebrating goals because you 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 don't know you literally don't know anymore apart yeah. from when the purple screen comes up and it says online offside or off, onside or you know it's just not 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 black and white as you said anymore <laughs> uh, it's so true it's so yeah. true and look, because the second the second one with the Smith throw was clearly you know it, it, yeah. he was really offside and that's, that's really that offside. shows you yeah and that shows you why the technology is good. That goal should never have stood, and there was no discre- no. there's no grey area, you know, that sort of stuff. But well, look, as the game went on, the the next it, it just seemed like it was going from bad to worse because we had two, yes. you know, you can debate it's the end of the world, but there were two disallowed goals which felt really bad, and then Lacas mm-hmm. hamstring goes, and you're like, oh god. Actually, I, I don't have. I've actually written on my notes. Uh, I don't remember if that was before or after the penalty. I think it was actually after. Um, mm. As soon as yeah. I as soon as I saw Laka go down, I was like, "Really?" Because mm. remember, we had that we had that game where I think it was um, Saka and I can't remember the other one. Uh, Saka and someone else went down, but they were like our key players. And I was like, "What?" You know, two of our key players go down at literally this, like at one second between each other. I'm like, mm. "What the?" And it's, it would just be so Arsenal-like to to do that. And uh, for Lacazette, I don't know how long how long the injury is going to be, but it looks like it's a hamstring, and you know those can be pretty 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 bad. But for our sake, we need to hope that uh, mm. tomorrow he gets a scan and it, and it comes out um, uh, better than it was was first feared. But we'll have to see. It's always a waiting game with Arsenal. You always have to wait to wait and see what happens, and then you know. Yeah, but you know. it worries me. Yeah, yes. it always when somebody sort of goes down without being touched, and you know, Lacazette just yeah. passed it off, and he was kind of not through, but you know, yeah. going through the middle, and he just passed it off with his left foot, and you saw him go, and you knew it. Just, <laughs> yeah, like, and it he, worries and me. It, yeah, and he waved to the he he signaled to the bench straight away, mm. so you know you know something is something is up when a player does that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's okay because with. Of course, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a normal Arsenal season without our captain, our highest paid player, and our uh, talismanic striker. No matter how bad a season or whatever you think of him, him getting malaria. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. But... Of course, he yep. gets malaria. Like, yep. when was the last half time that happened to a Premier League player? Like, honestly, it's just like it's it's one thing years. after another. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. I mean, I know how it happened to Cheryl Cole once. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's all I know. That's all. That's all I can remember. Yeah, I'm the same as you. It happened to Cheryl Cole. Um, yeah. But maybe that—that that is the reason why he hasn't been playing so well. Is because he's obviously oh, because he's been with Cheryl Cole. No, because yeah, <laughs> because he's got <contracted> to <laughs> malaria, and you know, uh, I will obviously wish him a speedy recovery and 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 all of that, and hopefully he can be back. They did say he might be back next week in terms of training and, and doing some light work. So hopefully that's mm. positive. But yeah, it, w- it wouldn't be Arsenal. It wouldn't be an Arsenal season for, for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, something really yeah. weird and something crazy. I mean, of, co- of course, of course, in the same yeah. week that he gets malaria, that our other top scorer decides to go and pull his hammy. Um, of course, of course. Like, it just um, wouldn't happen any other way. 
And then there's a potential of a Super League and then leaving the Premier League altogether, which also concerns Arsenal. Mm. And then uh, it's just, you know, there's a, it's like it's like um, when you're playing dominoes and they're all, they're all falling down yeah. together. I, will, just, yeah. I don't want to get into this because I don't know what's happened yet. And the announcement no, no, no. is an hour away. Yeah. But I will, I will be devastated if this super and look hey we are in a dire situation where we're lucky to be even considered for something like that but the fact that that even would um exist is possibly the worst thing that would ever happen to football right yeah, i thought i thought it was a joke today i thought oh yeah we've spoke about it before and then i saw the premier league statement and i was like uh oh this is a very real thing when all the mm. when all the when all the FIFA and all the uh, like major uh, confederations are coming up and saying, "Oh, if you do this, you'll be banned from this, this, this." And I'm like, we could be in serious, serious trouble, and football could be in serious, serious trouble. But let's hope mm. that it is not not to be true because I'd, I'd hate for it to be true. Not not only for you know players and but for fans as well because without fans, mm. you literally have well without fans, it's proven that you have nothing, or do you have nothing? Well, I, know, this was, I was talking about this a lot today, you know, and I think a lot yeah. of the fan base is international and maybe do they care as much as maybe the local fan base? Yeah, you know, but we can I, talk I, I don't about know that. that. Yeah. yeah, we can. Um, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, right? It is, um, yeah, it is, yeah. And and it's it saddens, because like, I'm an Arsenal fan, you are, I am, yeah, whatever. And it's what is, even though I hate the fact that West Ham, Everton, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Aston Villa, Leeds, yeah. um, Spurs, <laughs> you no, know, no. are all above us right now, Having yeah. for us having years of history. The competition no. is what makes it so beautiful, and that is why we support it. It's what, give us, it's what gives us the lows for us yeah. to get the highs. Yeah, I Without agree. that, if we're fixated to some shitty franchise yeah. that is purely because of money, then like I'm, I'm not interested. It changes yeah, the whole game. What will end yeah. up, that like, transfers will be different. The way we play different teams would be different. There'd be no threat, I guess, because you've yeah. been you can't go any, anyway. Look, yeah. I hate yeah. it. I hate, let's I hate not, it. Let's not digress. Yeah. yeah. Um anyway. All right. Well look, okay, let's go back to the Fulham game. So um how how did you what did you think of the penalty? Um dubious is what I'd say. But because mm. I didn't see much contact uh from from Gabriel. Um but then it is Craig Porson, and uh, he has refereed. Well, identity. he didn't give it. Did he not? He no. It was the linesman. So the referee, he didn't give it. It was the referee raising his flag, and then he ended up giving it because you could see his eye oh, contact. He was constantly. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, no, because I, I thought the same, and I was sick of Craig Porson. But but to be fair to him, he yeah. didn't give it because there was something about the way that he went down. And forgive me, I forget the name of the player, but he went down. Um, but he touched like if there was any contact, and I mean if. Like it was minimal at most. It was minimal, and he, yeah. Both his legs went flying in the air. He jumped as though he'd been like had a rocket shoved up his ass. <laughs> and like, yep. it was a dive. There's no two questions yep. about it. It was a dive. But yep. if that was an Arsenal player doing that, I would expect him to d- not dive, but to the- to go down in a way that would try and get a penalty because he might have been touched. <laughs> Well, we you know, know what I mean? Yeah, we know Lacazette's done that in the past where, you yeah. know, uh, earlier on in on match of the day, they were taking the mickey out of him and going, yes. oh, you know, all the, all the, the screams. The scream, the you know, you know, but, you know, when it happens, when it when Arsenal players do it, you know, it seems to be fine. But, you know, diving, dive, I don't really like, well, I I can't say that I like diving, but it is part of the game now and it is what it is. Mm. Well, look, but, they, I think players get penalised for staying on their feet. 
Yeah. Right. And I know there wasn't much contact here. I know that. But um, the when it's given, mm. no matter how small a contact there is, it's not going to be overturned because whilst there was, for me, there was no real evidence to suggest that he was touched. There definitely wasn't any evidence to suggest that he that he wasn't touched. Yeah. So, like, they, they were never going to overturn the decisions. So and whatever, yeah. whatever decision that was made, they were going to stick with it because it was so light. Uh, it, but, it was it was nothing, and it's annoying because if you if you were to look at that without a decision had been made, there's no way you give him that penalty because he he'd made the most of the situation. He was barely touched, if anything. And it was clearly theatrical, but once it had been given, you couldn't overturn it. Well, then why couldn't? But then you say that. But then why couldn't they go to the pitch side monitor and go, you know, have a look? Well, then that's a good point. That is a very, 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 very good point. I yeah, mean, that, yeah. I, you know, I don't you know why. To, I think uh, yesterday there was a pitch side review on on one game. I can't remember uh, what one it is, but uh, you know, it was a simple like it was a simple challenge like that. I think it was given a penalty or a card, and then they just went over and had a look. Mm. That's what it's there for. So why don't why don't we? It seems when Arsenal like Arsenal never get rarely have the pitch side monitor go in our favour. I know. Yeah, what, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, it's it's you, bad. But and and I think do you know what? As soon as somebody goes to the pitch side monitor. Nine times out of ten, that's going to be overturned because psychologically the referee has been told that look, you need to go and have a look at this, i.e. Yeah. you've probably made a mistake. Yeah, um, yeah. So usually it won't go against you. But I, And I don't want to create... Because I don't believe in a conspiracy. I think it's bullshit, obviously. There's nothing mm-hmm. against us. No one's conspiring as a referee when all their jobs are aligned individually. That No one's going to be going, right, okay, you need to make a wrong decision here to make sure they lose. It's not happening. Yeah. However, it has been a situations where it seems to have happened to us a lot. And I'm sure other teams yes. think the same. Um, yep. And it just was like, and I think I, it just was emphasised by the last goal. And maybe this is a good time to get onto that. And they brought Enketier on, which I questioned. I thought, I think, mm. I think the reason why they brought Enketier on was because that they, I don't know. I, there's a cynical side of me that thinks that maybe they were just trying to add value to their transfer value because he's not staying. No, you know. Yeah, I, I well, we could. I don't think there was anyone else we could have brought on. Is there in the? No, and to be fair, I was scrutinised actually because I tweeted, "Why don't we bring Balogun on?" And I didn't know he wasn't on the bench. I just completely no, I don't assumed. think, Bal- I don't think Balogun was on on the bench. But I would have taken Balogun over Kate, mm. to be honest. Me too. Um, and I think, and I think my my question was, why wouldn't we have brought on Balogun over Nketiah so that we can, um, you know, just get him yeah. some experience? But I know what the club would be thinking because they want to add value to Nketiah's price over the summer. But yeah, obviously. There was no Balogun, and I was being an absolute idiot. And maybe yeah. I'm in contention for being dick of the day. Because of <laughs> and it, and if that is correct, if that is correct, like people at the club are going, "Oh yes, he scored now, so he's added a few zeros onto his transfer value, so we can ship him off." But you know, I think he will go. I don't think he. He said himself, "I haven't really played much." Well, mm. he's he's correct because he haven't. But he no. is one of those players that when he is called upon, he does something to make you suggest. You know. Yeah, yeah, he does something to make you suggest. Why isn't he playing a little bit more regular? Like, I know he didn't have a limited time and he scored a goal. But that is what you want from a striker. You want it. You want them to be able to score uh, when they're called upon, and he did that today. So mm-hmm. I have no problems with it with him and what he did uh, today. Yeah, I, it's a very difficult one, and you know, bless him, he's a Highlander and yeah. he's got a good record. Yeah, I just um, I good still celebration. Think- Good celebration. <laughs> Although I question about uh, doing that kind of celebration when you're earning a one-one draw at Fulham. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I no, no, no. Do you know what? No, I, I'm really happy for him because he does deserve it. He works so hard and he's a he's a fox in the box. Yeah. And maybe that's something we don't have. But I'm looking at the sort of contractual situation and they've both, both got the same agent. Balogun and Enketi have very, very similar youth track records and very prolific. I mean, Enketi mm. is the highest scoring ever tw- under 21 England that's international. Incredible. It yeah. is. That's over Alan Shearer. But I just think there's, look, if we're going to progress any further, I think we're going to have to take gambles. Yeah, and I just absolutely. don't, I don't, I think we, Eddie and Katia showed us um, what he's got. And I'm not mm. sure that there's as much potential that, you know, Balogun's got. And I, well, Balogun hasn't had his opportunity to show us whether he's got potential or not, because he's not really performed no. on the elite stage he's done a bit of Europa League but he hasn't really had a chance and, and that's good because we've, we've mm. he's now got this platform to do that but I think we've had enough of a sample size from Nketiah to show that maybe I mean he scored today so I, I feel really bad in saying that but I do still think that he's 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 only added a few zeros to his name and that's a good thing and yeah um and I really like him so it's sad to say that but yeah what you say about him scoring today is it's okay with you scoring today but it's what you're going to do in the long term and I don't I mm. don't think I don't think Inkesia will be the answer, whereas Balogun, you know, he's scored a lot of goals and he does have a higher ceiling than maybe Inkesia does. Mm. Uh, so that's a good you know, way of putting I, it. I know, I know we're, we're, I know. Well, I know the contract is is on the table for Balogun, and some people say it's done, and we're we're waiting for the announcement. So uh, we'll just have to see if he gets his chance, which I'm sure he will do. Mm. Um, with that length of contract, I don't know. If it, I think it's four years. It's the contract they're talking about. Um, yeah. So you'd expect him to start within the next few years at least, um, Balogun. So hopefully we will get to see a lot more of him. Definitely, definitely. Um, do you think he'll go out on loan next year? Um, I don't think so because, well, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know. These, these are answers that we'll probably get in the summer. But mm. um, would he be happy with going out on loan? That's the question. Yeah, because, it's good. Well, he won't have a choice. He's in the contract now, right? <laughs> no, yeah, he won't yeah. have a choice. But you, you, you've seen, you've seen him. Like he's, he's taken slight digs on social media. When I remember, I spoke about it the other day. When um, I think it was in, uh, when Inketia missed a chance. He was after the game. He was posting one of his goals on social media, mm. and and you know had like the fire emoji in the eyes to as, yeah. if, to say to, as if to say to Arteta, "This is what you can get when you pick me." Um, <laughs> Which is kind of a bad attitude, if you if you ask me. I don't I don't like players that you know try and I get that you're trying to get the manager's attention, but you also try you're also you know being a little bit rude to your teammate who you've like grown up with at Hale in England or yeah and whatever. Um, so it, it remains to be seen what will happen with Balogun, but I do think he might stay. I do think Arteta have some plans for him. Uh, there's lots of talk about Martin Martinelli going out on loan, which I completely disagree with. Um, uh, I hope not. What is there? Is there rumours about that? Well, no, it's just people. It's just like like people that I know saying, "Oh, maybe Martinelli will." I think Martinelli will have the same sort of path that Phil Foden does because I remember that Phil Foden, when mm. he when he first started, he wasn't getting picked, and then the Man City fans were going. Oh, why aren't you starting Phil Foden? Even the Man City fans were going. Oh, when they have all this talent, we're going. Oh, why are you starting? Why aren't you starting Phil Foden? You know, you need to start him. But then uh, Pep Guardiola like persists, uh, persisted with not starting him, and then mm. saved him for the season after, and then began to bring him in a little bit more, which we might see next season in the, with the likes of uh, Martinelli, if uh, Lacazette or any other striker gets sold. So mm. hopefully, um, 
but we'll see. A lot of these questions will be answered, of course, in the summer. Exactly. And, you know, um, what, exactly. What, yeah. So. And so that that with yeah, I mean, I hope he stays. I think I think Martinelli will stay. But um, yeah, I do think. with so with the last goal, I think just mm-hmm. one more thing to call out before we move on to match man of the match. Of course, the dick of the day. Um, <laughs> what, what, I think just shout out to firstly Inkatia for sticking it away. You know. Yep. Secondly, um, Matty Ryan for oh, a flick God. on of the century. Like I mean, he must be over the moon because he's obviously a huge Arsenal fan. He is, yeah. And uh, I think he must um, be the happiest guy alive right now. Like I uh, said to my uh, dad that uh, he was, what is Ryan doing? Where, where, What is Ryan doing that far out? And when we had the corner and it be dealt with, I expected him to go back to his goal. But then mm. he literally he literally just remained there. And I was like, what the? What's yeah. going on? What's going on here? Then it, another corner comes in and then he's right there and uh, and, and, and like gets to, gets to touch on the ball. And I was like, Really, and then obviously he got the flick on to provide um, to provide uh, Inketia's goal. Well, not not exactly mm. an assist, but he will be very happy with that uh, contribution um, because obviously he is a big Arsenal fan. Uh, just like to say, I apologise for that because that's uh, doesn't normally happen with 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 this laptop. So that's um, all right. Well, look, we're gonna we're gonna cut it out, and we're gonna be talking about the fact that the audio went down and. No one's going to know because we'll have edited yeah. it out. So don't worry. Yes. No one's going to know what we're talking about right now. But effectively, there was an audio issue. But we'll edit it out. No issue. Yeah, okay. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Fair play to, to Nketiah. But, um, so it was 1-1. Disappointing. and is what it is. But, all right. Well, look, how, who was your man of the match? Who was my man of the match? In terms of player-wise or anyone else? Just just man of the match. So for Arsenal. Uh, man of the match. Probably Nketiah because he scored the goal. Mm, well, he got man of the match on the Premier League, which I was surprised to get. But yeah, um, uh, uh, the second one would probably be Emil Smith Rowe. I think he, he or, mm. or no, actually, I take that back. Maybe Sabios because his header was, mm. regardless of the fact whether the, the goal was disallowed or not, his header was, uh, you know, amazing, real, real powerful, mm. and you never normally you never normally see that with Sabios uh, getting to where a striker would normally be and um, mm. try try and get in there, but. Um, it would have to be uh, the goal scorer of the goal that eventually did stand, and that is only in Ketia. So, Fair. yeah, I, I think he had a good game when he came on. I mean, yeah, he was buzzing, he was around the box, and he really wanted to. He was he was desperate to get a goal and maybe just prove himself. But I I thought Bukayo Saka again was just electric. I mean, he was making everything happen. He um, was the only one that seemed to me like he was sort of desperate to make something happen. And Mil Smith Rowe was very good as well. So Bios, I actually thought. Other than the goal that was disallowed, I, I don't know. There was something. There's just something about his passing. And I'm a bit biased. I'm, I'm, you know, hugely positive Arsenal fan, but I just I'm a bit disappointed with the way Spurs sort of turned out. And mm. his passing is just so inaccurate sometimes. And I thought today yes. was just quite really annoying. But no, to be fair to him, it was a, it was a good finish. But um, but man, my my man of the match was was Bukayo Saka. Uh, who oh. who was your dick of the day? This is I'm sure you're right. the first time on this podcast, so. Um... I, I, I was going to choose the referee, but if I can choose the referee, but I, you know, we spoke about it before when we were discussing, and I know if you, you, you probably pick, and I have to agree with you because that, who, right, who is your gonna, who, who are you going to pick? Because uh, you might change yeah. your mind. No, I, so it's the same as I said earlier. So right, so I, I think so. By the way, <laughs> Scott Parker right, is, is so a very, funny. he's yeah. a very stylish man, and I will give him full credit for his style throughout the season. Now, yep. I live 
I live about two miles away. I'm going to guess about two miles away from the stadium. So uh, I was walking around for a few hours before kickoff. I got a nice coffee. I enjoyed the sun. And I was very upset that I'd chosen to wear a jumper. So much so that I took off my jumper and I wore my T-shirt for the rest of the day. I got in. My flat yeah. was hot. We actually opened yeah. a few windows. It was very warm. I turned on the yeah. telly 10 minutes late, in fairness. Scott Parker is wearing not only a layer underneath his blazer, which is very, very thick, but oh it's also God. a beige cardigan. <laughs> is it a beige? No, I, and I, and I almost think he must have had like, he's, fail, I think lost he's, the bet or yeah. something. But he's I think he's wearing beige. He's he's wearing beige trousers as well, uh, as well. And uh, yeah, he's he's let oh, himself down. Man. He's really yeah. let himself. Down. He's a, he's a handsome man, you know, and he's yeah, he, he's a stylish he, man. He's also he's always similar to Arteta. He's always wearing you know stylish stuff on the touchline. But today, I was thinking, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what? But um, yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was something. It was something. Uh, I'm sure Scott is watch, probably watching match of the day and you know admiring yeah. himself on TV today. But you know some you, you know, but yeah, that's my dick of the day. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 completely team Scott Parkinson because usually he he's very very stylish and today he's just really yes. let himself down. Maybe maybe there's like a sense of maybe he was just intimidated by how stylish Arteta is and you know coming yeah. up to the game he just thought he had to like excel himself so he's tried something yeah. and it's just not work so i need to beat to you in trying. two ways than one today arteta he's, <laughs> probably, he's probably gone i need to beat you in fashion sense and i need to beat you on the pitch so yeah and it's uh, not quite worked for him unfortunately no it's but it's, it's not quite worked at all <laughs> <laughs> um already look well let's move on there's there's some um questions that everybody submitted <coughs> oh i'm so sorry <laughs> That's That's I'm right. not going to be able to edit that out either. Because... <laughs> oh, must apologise. Oh God, That's I stopped right. COVID. I promise. <laughs> let's get it. We, we... Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm allergic to the uh, Europe, Euro, European Super League. That's what it is. Oh my God. Every 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 minute that draws closer oh. to it, I'm getting worse and worse. But, um. Okay. So yeah. I've sent you some questions. Uh, did from, you, oh, from you the... did... So. Uh, would you like to go first? Do you want do you want to pick a question I, or should I? I will pick a question. I um so let's pick um for instance, this is quite an easy one. What is the podcast called? <laughs> Very good question. Now, to be honest, I don't think answering that question on the podcast is gonna help many people because you're already here. Um, yeah. But if you do need to know, and for some reason you've stumbled across this in another way, it's the Arsenal Editor Podcast. So just search that into your chosen podcast platform. Um, uh, yes. Okay. So that's well, that's one uh, answered. Okay. Well, we kind of semi-touched upon this, but I'd like to go into this a bit more. Yeah. Enoma um, no Ten has asked: Should Balogun or Enketia start the next game? So I suppose that's in reference to probably um, Abamyang and Lacazette now now being off. Mm. So. So, what do you think? Who we got? We got Everton, right? Yeah, on Friday. Um, on Friday, so we got a nice. We got a nice break. We got a nice uh, training mm. break as well for the players to iron out a few issues that they might have. Um, but um, before yeah, Europa League next week as well, so they've. It's massive. It is. Mm. I'm I'm grateful for the break actually because we've not really had we've had so much fixture congestion. This might be good for them and might be able to. Uh, do some more training and whatever, but I would, I would, I, I think uh, I, I'm expecting either Inketia or Inketia to start, maybe Balogun on the bench, maybe. 
considering how maybe Lacazette is in is now injured for a little bit. But yeah, I'd I'd throw about I'd throw um, in Ketir in there, of course. I think it, uh, for him to start a game off scoring a goal would be huge for his confidence. And again, I I know you touched on it before. Maybe add a few zeros to his transfer value and you know it's sad to see because I do like Eddie and Kate yeah I uh, I've met him uh, once uh, outside a game did you and, yeah and he 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 was great uh, so but it would be sad to lose him but you know what he, he's got to do what he's got to do he's a footballer and uh, mm. he's got to think about himself and if he's not if he's not playing at a club no matter who it is then you've got to go you've got to do what's best for your career um mm. and the club have got to do what's best for the squad so you know, but I do. I, in response to the question, I do expect uh, Inkatia or Balogun to start or either be on the bench. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. And there, there's three strands for this for me. So I'd do something a little bit different. Right? So, firstly, if you're looking at it from the Inkatia strand, mm. we need to add value to his game. The more games we can get and the more goal he scores, I think the higher price it'll end up being because he will go. You know, yep. him and Balogun have the same agent and in the same position. So there's no reason why they would, you know, end up, he wouldn't have signed that contract if Nketiah was staying or signing a new contract. Mm. It just wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. So, but also we want Nketiah to start getting, uh, sorry, Balogun to get experience. So there's that trade off there. And I get why they play Nketiah because from a strategic perspective for the club, it makes sense. And, you know, when you look back and it's very difficult to sell players now, when we've got a young English player, we can sell at a premium. Why not? When the Premier yeah, League is not? basically gone, like why not? But equally, in the mm-hmm. same way, you could say, "What? You know, what the hell is the point in playing someone we're not going to keep <laughs> when we could have given someone yeah. experience about Premier League opposition?" Yeah. Um, so play Balogun. But actually, I would do something a little bit different. I'd start Martinelli through the middle. That's where um, I see him long term. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, he, I would agree. I would agree. Mm, get Martinelli through the middle. Pepe mm-hmm. on the left, Saka on the right, Emil Smith Rowe through the middle. That's yeah. That's the dream. There may be a bit too much mobility, which I know some people say there's no such thing, but you know, there's no sort. Maybe Udegaard could come in instead of a Millsmith row. Or, yeah, I don't know. Just, but... just touching on Pepe, you mentioned there. I know we haven't really spoken about him. Mm. On the left, he seems to be much more comfortable. Um, but uh, today he was probably deployed again on the right, um, where he is normally put. But when he's playing in the Europa League on the left, he seems like he's transformed and been a different player. Just. Uh, Maybe he can maybe sustain that position. I don't know. Yeah, Pepe's better on the left. He really, yeah. really is. He just yeah. it, he seems to be more effective, more comfortable. He's got less decisions to make, and he tends to have more options to. Um, he, he has more options at his disposal, and therefore somehow ends up having to make less decisions. And I know it's kind of yeah. a bit of a conflict, but he just he can go both ways, but also has more conviction on his left foot, so he doesn't yes. have to cut inside every time. Like it keeps the defenders yes. guessing. He's great. I agree. Like you know, so I'm I'm all for Pepe on the left. So let's see if we've got any more questions. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, Freddie underscore Smith two thousand seven said, "Why are we so bad? Uh, because uh, we just you know." Well, actually, if we were going to delve into that a bit further, I'm going to go okay. ahead and say that we that we weren't really. And this is you know, if we were going to compare that to how we were on Thursday, right? Now Thursday we were prolific as shit. Yeah, yes. as I say it, right? We were scoring from positions that we probably wouldn't have scored from necessarily that often. Normally, the XG, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, Saka scoring from range uh, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, we got ourselves in good, good positions today. We were, we shut out the opposition. They had one shot on target, which was a penalty, which was stupid to give away. And it's just, 
we were, had so many shots on target. I thought the midfield was energetic to an extent. I think Elneny was extremely slow, but we obviously had rested players. Um, we got into good positions. Uh, we uh, had some good shots. We missed some good chances. And it's just like, it's the same story of season. The issue is, if you miss the chances that we've got you into, then it's more likely that we're going to pay for that eventually. Because if you don't take your chances, something's going to happen at the back. It's a freak incident, like it did. Then you know, we're going to pay for it. So it's one of those yep. things. We played well again. We paid for it with stupid mistakes. Absolutely. And mistakes, I like to say this as well, mistakes cost games. They do. And we've made we've made a hell of a lot of them this season. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully in the coming seasons, that kind of mistake counter, if yeah. you will, goes down. Um, but yeah. And, that, and, and that, 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 that kind of plays into this question. So, Podar5034 says, why do we constantly drop so many points despite being the better team? Well, some people will some people will say the manager, some people will say the referees. Um, but you know, it's as you said, we we get in these positions, but we just don't finish our, our dinner, so to speak. And yeah, um, the only people we can blame for that is the players because Arteta is not playing anymore. He can't influence the way we play the game. He can only influence the tactics that we that, that he gives the players. I agree. And, um, uh, the players are there. The players, the eleven out there on the pitch, are the ones doing the business. So mm-hmm. the only ones, the only ones that we can blame is them. And you know, we can't blame anyone else. <laughs> I agree. Look, you know, Arteta's got the players into better positions than they were last season. You know, Absolutely. He's, like genuinely, it's, this is all statistic measured from the expected goals, and I've said this many times before. So apologies for repeating myself, but That's you know, right. we've, he's got them into far better positions than he did last season, mm-hmm. even compared to the first half of this season. But you can't really account for things like Abamyang not performing to the same rate he was last season. And again, the no. data stats up; he's getting to Abamyang into a better position than he was last season, which still yep. means that you can't account for those sort of misses, and that transcends across the team. For some reason, they're just not putting it in the back of the net. And mm. um, there's only so much you can account for that. And the issue, again, and I, I've said this a few times in different podcasts, but when you rely so heavily on Xhaka and Louise as your offensive play, uh, and mm. offensive, because they both have such good attributes. And by the way, Xhaka was excellent at left-back again today. He was absolutely unbelievable. I think yeah, he was brave. Be... Yeah, he was brilliant. And, I, and I'm mm. really looking forward to seeing more of him there, to be, to be honest. Um, but uh, I, I think when you rely on those two players who, when they play in midfield and central defence with Louise, like you, you're, you're going to pay for those good performances with, with points because every five to ten games you're going to get a big mistake out of them. Yeah. And unfortunately, no matter how well you play, if you don't take your chances at the top, you're going to be you're you're always susceptible to a Xhaka or a Louise mistake at the back or Ceballos, to be honest. Yeah, Ceballos um, now falls into that category of mistakes. He does, he does. He has so many. So I think that kind of comes into it. But there's a lot of, there's a lot going on and yep. I still think there's a hell of a lot going on in our team that's amazing and really exciting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more. We have Saka and we have Smith Rowe. That's that's uh, and Martinelli, that's reason to be excited in itself. So Exactly. And uh, Odegaard's gonna stay. <laughs> yes. Hopefully he does hopefully he does, but uh, I'd love it. I'd, apparently he 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 loves it in London. He feels, you know, ready to commit and hopefully he does but you know money well I, I i don't want to say money talks but if he gets a new contract worth uh an x amount of money and it's real madrid who he's who he's always wanted to play for 
mm. then it, it might sway in the other direction. But hopefully, it sways in the direction of North London. Mm. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Well, look, there's there's another question that kind of is in line with this, and I'd like to address this in yeah, particular no because this is very much in line with it. So, Amia Psycho Yeah, long <laughs> um, says, "Why do you refuse?" <laughs> the concept that Arteta is the problem. What actually is the problem if it's not him? So just to address that, I'm Arteta in, but mm-hmm. I am not. He's not, he's not like, I can still happily criticise him, but Absolutely. he makes a bad decision. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I was, I've been Emery out. I've been, you know, I'm, even Fenger out towards the end, I, you know, whilst I wasn't an aggressive force of it, like I got that there needed to be a time to move on and, like, I just think that Arteta's here to do a job, and that job isn't short-termism, which we've looked at for the last, like, five years. He's got a long-term plan. Yes. And when he does things like play William, play people out of position, <laughs> like, yeah. you idiot, I'm annoyed, I think he can improve. But we've got a manager, and we've accepted this as a club, that we've got a young manager who needs to improve. We've got a young manager who's going to learn with us, and we've got a young manager who's here for the long haul, who is widely respected as a good coach, and has the players on board and has won us a trophy. I think that's we not, should stick with him. Yeah, let's not forget, he's won us two trophies, but he's mm. won us the community shield in the FA Cup. You don't yeah. just do that. You don't just know, like, you know, you know, all respect to the other 20 managers in the Premier League. You don't, you know, you don't see everyone winning trophies, you know. And, you know, I think so much criticism of, of Arteta is unneeded, uh, should we say? It's easy. It's easy because yeah, he's, been, he's been tasked yeah. with ripping out a culture of a club and starting again. That is a very difficult job. Yes. And you know, United is still recovering from their process of that. And they didn't even do it properly. They're looking second now, but they're still a few years ahead of us. Fine. You yeah. know, I think we have to be realistic as to where we are. And I think he's in, he's inherited infinite problems and yeah. we can't just go, because what is, what is the alternative? We get another manager yeah. who sees the same problems, gets upset, he leaves and we go, Right, let's do it again. Right. Yeah, brilliant. I see so many people go. I see so many, uh, good that you brought this up actually, because I see so many people go. Oh, just just appoint just appoint Nagelsmann or or mm. like you know Pot- you know all these other managers. I, don't, I can't I can't believe I just used Pochettino as that example. But <laughs> He's even a Pochett- manager. even Pochettino, for, um, the only one I wouldn't accept now is Jose because you know car crash. But mm. um, uh, what I see so many people go. Oh, we should get this manager and we should do this. We should. Do- but you are you are right in thinking that he's going to have the same problems. He's going to he's going to have the same problems, the same issues that Arteta had, because ultimately, a manager isn't good without his tools. And with mm. tools being with tools being the the players in this example, uh, Arteta needs to go out in the market, buy his right players, buy the players he wants to implement into his tactic, and the way he sees us playing in the long term, and build on that. And but without with all this criticism. It's like it, you, you know, you're stopping him from doing that. So just let him do his job. I don't know how much I need to, you know. Look, I, I, I agree with some people that say, oh, he needs to work on this. And of course, he needs to work on stuff because he's a new manager he's, and he's learning on the job. But I don't agree with, oh, well, he should just, you know, he should be sacked. He should go. He should, he's, he's this. He's that. Mm. He's that. But it's just, you know, I agree yeah. that there is some criticism needed yeah. when he does stuff wrong. And, but, and you know, sorry. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest black marks against his name was when he was playing the defensive football. The thing is, last year that defensive football worked. He won a trophy with it, right? Beat, mm. beat Chelsea, beat City. Yeah. 
But this season, it kind of got figured out quite quickly. And I think it took him about 10 games too long in the November, December period to play mm. the two at the four at back, I should say. Um, and with that central midfielder in Emil Smith Rowe, which we could all see, it took him too long to figure that out. Fine. But when he did, the game changed. Since Boxing Day, we have been genuinely brilliant. And the, like, don't get me wrong, we're not Man City. When, no. like, but that's fine. We're not Man City. We really we have to sort of get that. But, but we're we've developing, been playing. Yeah, yeah, we're developing into. I, look, I know we're never going to be as. We're probably never going to be be as good as Man City are. Uh, but we're developing into that. We're developing into that mold, and I think you know we're we're going to get there one day, whether it is with Arteta or mm. I hope it's with Arteta because I really see him as a long term plan. But uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Let's let's see. Let's see. I mean, yeah, it's. I'm excited about what Arteta's doing, and I think in the same, you know, we're developing a team. I want to yeah. see how it. I want to see how that comes about, and I think, look, we're in the semi final of the Europa League. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not like. That's it's really not unfathomable that we get Champions League this season. How crazy yeah. is that? You know, and if how suddenly he does that, he's be? the best manager. Yeah. Yeah. Or we'll beat United in the final. Um, if he suddenly does that, he's up there with one of the best managers we've ever had because he's won a European exactly. trophy. Which, are, exactly. which Arsene Wenger never did in 22 years at the club. So and there you go. Um, and he's three games away from it. Yeah, so, three games. But he is against and Real got, and you know Emery, which is a whole different story. Well, good evening. Um, let's, uh, good evening. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, look. Let's let's leave it there. We've we've uh, you know we've dissected it, and um, I'm looking yeah. forward to the next next few games. I think Everton. I think will hopefully make a statement. A few more foot players will be fit. Um, and I think that, well, next next game's good evening. And I think the next game will, or the next podcast, I should say, um, yeah. we'll know more about the the Super League. So, which again, don't want to go into too much now. But um, so, James, thanks so much for coming on. Where can Thank you where can we find Thank you? you? Um, so you can find me at James Payne AFC on Twitter. I currently don't have a YouTube channel at the at the moment. It's something I may explore in the future. But right now, I'm you know collaborating with. Obviously, you now and all the. Uh, I'll also do a couple of watch uh, watch alongs on uh, the Red Cannon. If you search up the Red Cannon on YouTube, you'll be able to find them. Um, awesome. Uh, and I obviously run the Arsenal Ferry People podcast and do little other things on the side, uh, you know, like this and other stuff as well. Uh, but awesome. yeah, we're, we're slowly getting there. We're slowly getting there. Good. We're getting there, mate. We're getting there. But look, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. That's and, all uh, right. No worries. Yeah. All right. We'll see you all soon. Uh, best of luck this week and uh, whatever happens in your so- the Super League and uh, of course against oh, Everton. Yeah. And we'll see you next next week. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.